Hey Rebel Rouser, welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and this is episode number 906, which I'm recording to give you an update on the condition of Carrie Fisher. I'm recording this at about 5 p.m. Eastern on Christmas Day here in the U.S., and so it's possible that there will be more updates after I record this. Let's hope that if there are, that they are only to even more positive news. Right now, we are being told that she is arresting in intensive care in stable condition, according to her mother, Debbie Reynolds. And if you haven't heard a lot about this, it's because... Basically, there hasn't been a lot reported about it. There have not been a lot of developments that have been made public or anything like that. Different sources involved haven't really shared a lot of public information about it. And yeah, what few facts there are out there have been sort of just endlessly echoed by hundreds, if not thousands of media outlets around the world. And heck, for some of you listening, this may be the first time you're even hearing about it, considering that the event happened on a Friday afternoon heading into Christmas weekend. And so, yeah, you could certainly be forgiven if it somehow did not come across your radar in the midst of all the Christmas shenanigans and goings on. So just to put it all in one place for you, here is the deal. So Carrie was across the pond, and she was promoting her book, The Princess Diarist. She had boarded a flight from London to L.A., and... 15 minutes before the plane landed in Los Angeles, she had what the officials are describing as a cardiac event. And right at the outset, I mean, what a terrible thing to happen in general, but if it was going to happen, what a stroke of luck that it happened so close to them landing in Los Angeles. I mean, can you imagine if it had happened while they were over the Atlantic? But thankfully not, it seems to have happened while they were on final approach to LAX. So eyewitnesses tweeted, and the first news seemed to break out from TMZ. So I guess on the one hand, take that with a grain of salt. But on the other hand, you know, if you've got eyewitnesses tweeting these things, maybe you take that with slightly less of a grain of salt. Eyewitnesses were saying that it was about 10 minutes that people on the plane were working on Carrie um, giving her CPR, and that paramedics met the plane and may have been working on Carrie for as long as 15 more minutes before they got a pulse. If that's all true and accurate, then it may have been as much as 25 minutes that she was without a pulse before the paramedics got her going again. Now, of course, this sounds terrible, and without hearing from any of the doctors involved or any statements being made or anything like that, then you kind of have to search around and see what you can learn about these sorts of situations. So, yeah, doing your own internet searches, certainly no substitute for hearing it directly from the horse's mouths, but it seems as though that even with 25 minutes without a pulse, that this doesn't necessarily have to be a worst-case scenario situation. Now, it seems to be an accepted thing that if there is no blood flow going to the brain, if it is not getting fresh blood, then four to six minutes is how long it takes before brain cells start dying. However, some medical stuff I read suggests that you can have a pumping heart without feeling a heartbeat, that there can be electrical function in the heart without it actually producing a beat somehow, which seems shocking to me, but it's apparently the case. And if CPR is happening as well and it's being performed well, which by all accounts it seems to have been, then it's entirely possible to resuscitate a person after as long as 45 minutes. Now, I didn't say this part earlier, but I am not a doctor, okay? And I did say this part earlier, but I read this on the internet. So, yeah, even though I did a number of searches and was looking at sites that I feel are more than likely reputable, I feel confident about the stuff I'm telling you here. But, yeah, it doesn't necessarily pertain to Carrie's particular situation, so I would absolutely not take any of this and re-report it around. This just seems to be 
the feel that I'm getting for the situation. And again, we aren't getting a lot of official news reported about this. We're not getting people who were actually on the scene dealing with the situation talking about it. Yeah, there were a couple of eyewitnesses, but that doesn't really get you much. The only thing I've seen United Airlines say about it is that they acknowledged a paramedic unit met the plane upon arrival. And the LA Fire Department, which would be the paramedic unit responding, all they've reported that I've seen is that they responded to a request for a patient having a cardiac event on the plane, but they did not confirm or deny that it was Carrie Fisher. From there, she went to UCLA Medical Center, and she continues to be in intensive care. She is in stable condition, according to Debbie Reynolds, her mother. Her brother, Todd Fisher, has said, you know, there's a lot of speculation about what happened, but we don't really know what happened. We don't know what medical condition may have caused the situation or anything like that. And so we have to wait and see and be patient. And that's where we stand here on Christmas Day around 5.30 in the evening Eastern time as I'm recording this podcast with Carrie Fisher in stable condition in intensive care after having suffered a cardiac event on Friday on her way back to Los Angeles from London. She was across the pond promoting her new book, The Princess Diarist, as well as, and I forgot to mention this to you earlier, she had just wrapped season three of a British TV show called Catastrophe, which is available on Amazon here in the U.S., But I think the most chilling thing about this story, and we're going to touch slightly into Rogue One spoiler territory here. So if you haven't seen Rogue One, sorry, I got to give you the spoiler warning. So here it is. Spoiler warning. All right. Stop now if you don't want to hear this. So I was looking at Carrie Fisher's Twitter feed to see what she'd been tweeting about prior to her flight back to Los Angeles. And on Wednesday, the 21st, she had tweeted a story that tied into her CGI appearance in Rogue One. Of course, that wasn't her doing the CGI work. It was another actress who had provided the frame for Princess Leia, upon whom they then did all of that digital magic. The actress's name is Ingvildila, D-E-I-L-A. My apologies on the pronunciation. And Carrie tweeted a screenshot of a tweet from Ingvild saying, been keeping a big secret for quite a long time now, but looks like it won't be for much longer. And Carrie also tweeted a screenshot of a story from The Independent on their website saying about CGI that the sands of time are so cruel that you can't even do motion capture for your younger self. That, of course, being a reference to her CGI appearance at the end of Rogue One. But the text that she put in with the screenshots is what will really send a chill up your spine. It's in Carrie's signature, very strange and bizarre, Rebus-like style. It says, is your body decaying and death marching ever closer? Are the sands of time so cruel they should be arrested and sent to a cardiac beach? Get CGI, perspective, and deal with it. And again, that was tweeted out on Wednesday, two days before her cardiac event on the plane back from London. The cardiac beach line in her tweet? Yeah, that's something all right. Anyway, I hope you will join me in sending your best wishes, your thoughts, and your prayers to Carrie and her family. Let's all hope she has a speedy and uncomplicated recovery and that she comes back to us as feisty and fierce and foul-mouthed as ever. And whatever holiday you're celebrating with your family, your friends, and your loved ones, I hope it's been a joyous and festive one, and I wish you the best from all of us here at Star Wars 7x7. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, 
Did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.